did that for three seconds and started breathing hard. And I'm like, come on, <laughs> save that for Andy. Yeah. <laughs> All right, we're going to jump into it. Welcome to Mountaineer Kingdom. Do talk. Real men, manly talk. That's the best one yet. That's good. That was good. You liked good that? Good stuff. He's just tired from coming back from camping. Oh, He's exhausted. whatever gets us through this. <laughs> we're, we're like, let's go. <laughs> You're also late hitting the button. I know. Oh, yeah, that work. We're all good. So it's been a minute, Andy. Welcome back, brother. Thank you. You didn't scream. I'm proud. We just talked about that too. You know, I, was I thought really you were going right into it. <laughs> it's been great. Yeah. Uh, so how was camping? Good. Let's get that out of the way. You did too Good, much? Very, oh, yes. What's too much? <laughs> it sounds pathetic. <laughs> I, I, I walked to the tent. I laid down, went to sleep. Well, everybody wanted to walk to the general store Saturday morning. I thought, well, I'm going to drive like a good ways down. And then, I hate to say it, get my walker out. <laughs> and then walk the rest of the way with my walker because my doctors really got on to me pretty hard last week. Like, I had one of those doctor visits where it was like a... Oh, yeah. Yeah, it was a slap in the face doctor visit. So I thought, well, I, I can drive part of the way down, then I'll get my walker. And I thought it was closer than it was, and it wasn't. So I made it all the way down. I was like, well, that wasn't too bad. And then about halfway back up, I noticed how big the hill was. And I was like, ooh. <laughs> and by the time I got to the car, I was. Tell me your wife gave you the, I told you so, you idiot. Pretty much. Everybody yes. did. They're like, why don't you just drive all the way? Because I was like, well, I'm camping. I don't want her to feel like a guy. Because I'm a man. I'm, a man. I'm 40. And then I was like, eh, maybe I'm not a man anymore. <laughs> what was the trip we went on? They're like, oh, it's only a mile in. And then we'll set up camp. And it seemed like three oh, miles. that was my trip. Was that John's camp? No. That was the one that you were on the poor down rain trip, weren't you? Yeah. Oh, yeah. That was it. We went We went in on a Thursday. That's it's only it a mile in. We'll set up camp. We got there, but it started pouring down the rain. And we, what, where we end up like? A quarter of a mile. Yeah, I was like, no, we're setting far. up camp here. Mm -hmm. But luckily, we were by a stream <laughs> that luckily didn't flood. Yeah, me and J Rod. Like, it, rained, like, it rained a lot of hard. grace on that trip. <laughs> me and J Rod were like, dude, I'm good sitting here. Ryan's like, come on, we're out here. Let's rally the troops. Dude, he was ready to go back. He would have yeah. went. He was done. We were already there. We were packed. We're moving on. And that was the epic. That was a great that trip. That was the best, worst we trip will, of my life. We will do a podcast on just, just that, that trip <laughs> soon. Because I think that's a, that we could throw up some pictures. Pictures and videos. We'll say, this is where we nearly died. Yeah. This is when I realized a creek that's not a creek can go both ways, depending on the <laughs> amount of rain. Depending on how hard trail. Hey, Nick, you okay? <gasps> Do we tell, tell any of the stories about how you scared me late at night? Well, yeah, we got to tell that now. <laughs> now so we'll save that, that thing. We'll, we'll save that one because of the look I just got. <laughs> Tent I'm just kidding. No. All right. So I had a question. <laughs> Got to have some fun. Um, we've been. Good night. <laughs> yeah. It's the one time I'll just say it. It's the one time I was outside late at night. Peeing. I think the next time we can get everybody here at the same time. We'll do it together because Jared will die the whole time. You'll hear <laughs> nothing but him giggling. That's that's our next podcast when everybody can make it. Yeah. I miss him. It It's the first time he's been away. Yep. Yes. That means we're the OG now. You're not tired, are you? <laughs> uh, anyhow, so we've been doing a lot of podcasts, um, and I love the conversations we've been having about the Bible, our beliefs, and um, our faith, how we get there, how do we react to things. Um, 
and we've uh, we kind of when we started this advertising we're going to do that just have some outdoor talk and then some political talk which we haven't really done much of in my opinion yet so today's the day why to, do you keep talking to me it's because you're on the other side of the table eye contact. that's why i wanted you over there <laughs> I would be uncomfortable over there. Everything he says is just like <laughs> that's your chair, right? This is my chair. Yeah. <laughs> so how are you? No. Um, Better. So here's the question: the big question that people's going to have to answer next year. Um, next year, 2024. Oh. Are you better off now than you were three years ago? Ooh. No. No. <laughs> quick no. Quick answers, and then we'll hard now. No. No, your, yours is worse every day, and we all get that. Um, I'm going to say a all yes that and aside, a no. I, I, would, I would agree I with that. I say yes and a no. I only say yes because of the opportunities that the Lord has given me and the way he has provided for me and given me provision mm-hmm. and um, at developing a relationship with him because I've started putting him first like I never have before. So in that aspect, I've been blessed financially, uh, family, church, relationship-wise, absolutely yes. According uh, with everything else that's going on in the world, that's a a big no. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I would agree. Uh, Financially, nothing has changed. Uh, My salary has been the same. Uh, Just the cost of goods and all that that has gone up. But thank God for Jehovah Jireh being our our provider. we feel the effects as far as not being able to do some of the things we wanted to do, i.e. home improvements, vacation, spending, whatever, those type of things. But we're not struggling. But if you're asking me. The needs have been met. But the, the needs wants. have been met, but the wants. And so some people might be like, well, that's all you need. Yeah, you're right. But we, we, want, we want things every once in a while. We want to be able to experience things with our family, improve our home, do this and that. Uh, but again, Every man at this table are tithers, we're, we're givers, and the Bible specifically says that God will rebuke the devourer for our sake. Mm-hmm. And uh, so I just lean on that, and I'm thankful for that. But the the U.S. as a whole, it is not better off right now than it was three years ago. You're thinking over there. <laughs> I am. There's just a lot of things, always. Um, so like you guys, the Lord has provided in so many interesting ways over the last probably six, seven, I mean my entire life, but... There have been some really interesting shifts where the Lord has provided certain elements of my life that are non-tangible, that have replaced things that have been stripped from me. Um, But then physically, especially with respect to the economy and all that stuff, uh, I've gone through a career change and I've had a a different experience and it's just been, it's been interesting Mm -hmm. and it's not necessarily been super easy. Uh, Take a cut and pay and... You know, and I, I'm forced to look through the lens of different things like health insurance. Always something I took for granted in the military. Now I have a high deductible, and I'm paying for everything. And it ain't cheap. No, mm-hmm. it's, no so no, it's wait a minute. The Affordable Care Act was supposed to give you low insurance. <laughs> yeah, so let me tell you a story about that. <laughs> oh, right. I can keep my doctor. You can keep your doctor. Get him on the phone. So I got on until the you try to keep your doctor. <laughs> got on the healthcare.gov website when I got out, and I'm like, okay, I got to look at options because it's like what you're supposed to do, right? Fifteen hundred dollars a month. $1,500 a month. You got all the, all the commercials like, oh, I got health care for $10. Like, where is that commercial? Man. <laughs> is that in Man County? Man. Uh, <laughs> but, but there's commercials where it's like, oh, go to healthcare.gov. If you are below X and X threshold, then 
you don't pay anything, like nothing. So they actually the claim free. Yeah. In, in most cases. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Free health care. And you can keep your own doctor. But me, I get to have the Wrong. job. Wrong. <laughs> we need those buttons. <laughs> 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 All right. And that's a wrap. I'm going to work on that for next <laughs> yeah. time. So we just answered that question. <laughs> um, Randy, to keep going. Was that it? Um, Done. <laughs> Sorry. Was there, what was the big eye-opening experience to that? So you're finally doing to it what? for the first time, looking for insurance because it was always provided through the military. Yeah. You don't, and this is just my ignorance, there's sure. no lifelong follow-up to that? You're not? No, so like if you do something with the with the Veterans Affair, they haven't fully gone through that process. But if there's something they can provide and you have the option if you stay in the Guard to have access to some of it, so it's more affordable, but it's still government health care. Um, but I was doing a clean cut. Like, I'm done. Get me off the governmental teat. And I'm going to be a big boy and live life like normal people do. And very quickly learned that, wow, this is expensive. So not only did I get, take a cut in pay, but then my what was usually my net pay, now I've lost like $1,000 a month for health insurance. So, like, it was a double whammy. My, my take-home pay dropped probably, I don't know, 45%, 50%, mm. something like that. And that's after, well, that takes out child support too, but... Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was, um, we learned very quickly, like, oh, this sucks. Okay. And now we're really going to rely on each other. Yeah, well. Yeah. Not that you aren't, but it's like, okay. Well, no, I mean, Amanda's working full-time now, too, and she wasn't before, so it's, you know, it's, we've had to adjust in different capacities, and, mm-hmm. I mean, it's it's not been easy across the board, and then the price of eggs skyrocketed, gas has gone up, um, all that stuff. Eggs. Eggs. And now all these people are buying chickens and don't realize that feeds quadrupled they don't lay eggs in the winter mm-hmm. so it's just like what are we doing even coffee man i, I use dunkin mm-hmm. donuts coffee sorry so good but dude like it used to be six hey, dunkin bucks we're looking for sponsors the eight ounce <laughs> for the 12 ounce bag used to be like six bucks something like that mm-hmm. now that's ten dollars and the bigger <clears throat> one's fifteen dollars like it's doubled in price and i'll go back to what i said you know what's not gone up our paychecks mm-hmm. everything's gone up but our income well, I wanted to get to you on this one because I know, especially being a business owner, you're going to have a lot that you can you can share to this. So I'm going to skip you just for a second. With you, especially in your field uh, of work, what economic impacts have you guys seen? Parts coming in, what you're able to, to respond to? Parts is the biggest issue right now in my industry. Um, and it's weird. It's bounced around post-COVID from like one manufacturer to the other, it's like they've each taken a turn mm-hmm. at being special, mentally challenged <laughs> for like good eight words months. so far. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah, I'm trying. Uh, like for a while, Ford was great, and then all of a sudden, Ford sucked, mm-hmm. and it makes no sense. Now, how can our the the shop that I run? We never shut down a single day during COVID. Mm-hmm. I was there every single day through COVID. We were deemed the essential, blah, blah, blah. We still figured out how to make it work. Why aren't these major manufacturers able to do that? That's what I don't understand. Yeah. Like, we're waiting. Like, I've had, I had a Jeep Grand Wagoneer there since September of last year, and we just delivered it about a month ago. Wow. What, so, what specific, what, 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 what was the part you were waiting on? I would say 70% of them for that entire length. I was able to for get that it. one vehicle, just one car, mm-hmm. and these people. Let me tell you, <clears throat> people post COVID suck. 
Sorry, internet, and if you're one of those people, but y'all suck post-COVID. It's terrible. Yeah, I've been in this business a long, long time. You always have one or two people, and I like to say, if you had a week of 10 people, you'd have one or two that were cranky. Now you have 10 people, one or two are the only happy ones, and the other eight are buttholes. Is yeah. it the rule of thumb that 10% take up 90% of your time? Yes, mm. but now it's... The eighty percent take up a thousand percent of my and, time. In all fairness to those people, which I would agree with you, people have gotten pretty sour yeah. But in twenty twenty, life's it sucked. Yeah, and you know, I I tried not to live in that fear of of twenty twenty, how a lot of people did, but life was affected. So you you have people that are traditionally waiting for a vehicle for what? What was a typical wait time? Typical wait time, you wrecked it a couple weeks. Okay. So they go from a couple weeks. Imagine not having your car for that long. So I'm just going to give a little grace to those people because as much as you don't want it on your lot, they want it in their parking garage. You know what oh, I mean? Oh, yeah. So, I mean, I'll give them a little bit of grace on that, but it's, it's how you deal with, deal with it. How uh, dare you for being a bad person? Not I, you. <laughs> them. They're still bad people because they have to recognize your situation. Yeah. You have no control over no it. No control. That's my problem. Uh huh. You have no um, control over it. And, I, and usually my go-to with them is – I want you to have it back more than you wanted to have right. it back because I've already footed the bill. Right, because you get your insurance check, that's all paid, and then you're back in working yeah. business. Um, and I try to look at them too. Look, y'all, uh, I don't know what you want me to do. Mm-hmm. I like to tell my guys I wish I could poop parts out. I'd be a rich man. <laughs> <laughs> painful. <laughs> You'd be surprised. You know, something that, as we're talking about this, it made me realize how vulnerable we were or are on the <clears throat> current logistics that we have for supply chain. Oh, like yeah. if you want to eat right now, where do you go? To store. Walmart. Mm-hmm. If Walmart stopped getting goods, where are you getting stuff? I think it was a trial run. I'll just leave it there. We need a conspiracy COVID. theory. No, I will go back. Day. It was a trial run. Looking back at COVID, I I personally love 2020. I'll send it we, home. We had a we had a great year in 2020. There was no. There's no sports. We went camping every weekend. Like See, that is the that was silver the lining. that was the that silver was the lining. Mm-hmm. Like that was the most that I had got to spend with my wife and kids and ever was 2020. And looking back now, like we were looking at some of the videos we made for church the other day. That's been popping up. I was just thinking about that. And it's like we had a great time during 2020. So I'll just interject a little bit of something spiritual in this conversation. That's pretty much politically charged already. <laughs> But it is. we were able to enjoy 2020 because, again, we did not rely on the world for our joy. Yep. You know, Jesus yep. is our joy, and our family is supposed to be our joy. So when we're forced, for all intents and purposes, to be with our family for a full year, we actually enjoyed our family. Yeah, we had a good time. We got stronger with our family, stronger marriages. You know, uh, <laughs> I, I agree with you. 2020 wasn't a, a bad year. Even business-wise, necessarily. Mm-hmm. You know, the the COVID funding came through, which I'm not a big fan of government handouts, but in that situation, we had a pandemic. Things were shut down. You know, we needed a little bit of help business-wise to keep businesses open. Yep. I retained all my employees. So that was that was a big help uh, during that time. But where are we at now? I mean, it's people just now start uh, stop living off COVID relief money. You know, we're three years out of the I say three years out of the pandemic. Supposedly, they just lifted off the yeah. the emergency thing. But that, that, I'll never forget. I was working in retail at the time, and I literally had people that were waiting on that check to come through because they were going to get rid of their Obama phone and buy a new one with their Trump check. I love it. And it's like, people. are you kidding me? <laughs> like, <laughs> like I, the, some of the things, especially in retail, <laughs> you're like, 
I'll, I've heard just about everything. I've Come seen on, my phone. about everything. That was one I never thought I would get rid of my Bama phone for my Trump check. For my, <laughs> Thank God my for Obama. He gave me a free phone. I hate that Trump. I'm going to take his check hey, and buy me you, a new phone. With that phone, can call and keep your doctor, too. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. sure. So oh. how were you, as a business, you obviously got the funding. Mm-hmm. You didn't lose any employees. Mm-hmm. What was operations like during that period? Half our fleet was working. Half was staying at home. Was it on off or no? No, we used the, uh, our seniority guys. We, we, we let them work, and they got full 60 hours those weeks because we were deemed essential. Mm-hmm. We haul a material to a power plant that keeps the lights on and burns with the coal. It's the... The scrubber process basically is what we produce, not produce, but haul for the power plant. Um, so we are deemed essential. So half our fleet worked. The other half, I was able to give COVID fund paychecks to the guys. Now, if certain jobs called and said we need to get some rock here and there, I told our guys, be at work, you know, or you, you basically won't get your, your check, a full COVID amount, basically. Yeah. But if they only worked one day, I'm, I'm still giving 40 hours that week. So I was able to re- retain our employees, knock down some fuel, uh, you know, it really helped us out. I mean, we, we made it through. You said that knocked down some fuel. So you saved some money on the fuel. Because, because did we that go away halfway. with gas prices? Did that just destroy what you was able to save? Oh, with yeah. That? It, it just completely demolished it. So I'll just give you an idea. Uh, for four years under President Trump, our, we buy, we buy 7,500 gallon of fuel every week mm-hmm. of diesel fuel every week. Under President Trump for four years, well, maybe three, the, the, the last three of his presidency, $18,000 a week, 18, 19. Mm-hmm. As soon as he left office, doubled 36 to $38,000 a week in fuel. What's the range now? If you don't mind me. Uh, around that. Down the same. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, and then that increases your cost point to the customer, which in, which has secondary well, tertiary effects down the road. Secondary uh, customers. Yeah. But our contract is going to contractual. Ask. You can't break a contract either. Yeah. Now we do get fuel surcharges, which helps out, which helps out greatly in the long run. But you have to wait for that help. Uh, you know, sometimes three months out because it's it's a quarter thing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, man. Mm-hmm. And parts, you know, parts. We're for still sure. we're still dealing with that. We don't have it. Can't get it. You know, we used to be able to get parts in three or four days. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, it was a long wait. Usually, sometimes same day. Now, you know, we're waiting a long time for certain things. I remember it. So I got new, I'm new to the, the, the tire industry that I'm in. And I remember there was a guy that always go a year and ahead. He only had two or three trucks and he would buy all of his trucks, try to go ahead and get them a year or two in advance because that price is, it's only going up. It's never going to go back. Never, down. never. And there was a particular brand that he could not get anywhere. So I get on the phone with my supply, my guy on the who runs air supply chain, calls that company, gets on their supply chain coordinator or whatever, and it was kind of cool to hear that three-way call and everybody's. I mean, you, they're doing what they can, um, and me and the customer were just sitting there listening to see what's going on, and the lady who ended up answering on the for the the company, the brand, the tire company, said, "Well, I have three uh, cargoes full of tires. They're on a boat. Already paid custom fees. Already paid. T- already paid everything." They're just not, they just said, we can't get to him right now. And it's like, held up, held up. Mm-hmm. And I've heard some of that made boat. up on a boat. And I'm like, is some of that made up? I'm sure like any story, some of that's fabricated and expanded upon and some of it's blown out of proportion. There's a good bit of truth to it as well. So you like, can't yeah, throw was, out the baby with the bathwater. There was a bunch of ships that were being held up and cargo ships that were packed full for months and months mm-hmm. and months because Co- Korean and Japanese made cars. COVID vaccination craps and those chips, you know, yep. the car chips. Yeah. 
it was all held back because of a severe cold. Yep. So, and I, I know I asked you this. <laughs> yes. Do talk. You're political. not entirely wrong on that. And I will say that, and one of the reasons um, I have my new life coach, Chad Everson, shout out to Chad, um, is after getting COVID, it, it was a severe flu to me. Mm-hmm. If I was anywhere health-wise, if I wasn't as healthy as I was, and obviously, and I'm working on that, um, if I'd have been any worse off, I don't know if I would have made it. But again, that goes with any disease. With any disease. Any disease. I almost lost my dad. I mean, I, I'm, I'm not going to sit here and say just because I almost lost my dad that I, I don't change the views on COVID because I, 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 I won't. But he got a severe case of the flu, and it almost took him down. But, you know, ivermectin. He was two days in, ready to run a marathon. Uh, I will shout that out just because it helped me too. I was sick for four or five days, and as soon as – we we very safely. I you went to the pharmacy for me, got me that. We took it in two days. And I walked right up to him and hugged him without a mask and said, "Take these pills three times." He back. offered something else, and I'm like, "No, no, 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 no." <laughs> oh my gosh! <laughs> you, <laughs> you went there. You started it, and uh, two days. I, I could already tell a difference once it hit my system and it was working. Mm-hmm. So, anyways, we're talking about the economies that, and that's your biggest. If you have to vote on one topic or issue, that's it. That was a good the bring economy. back. That's why you're the host. What is it? That was a good bring back. That's why you're are the host. You, are you asking me if that's the the biggest driver? No, I'm asking Jared. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So is that your biggest driver to vote? Yes. So of all the issues and policies and everything that's out there, is it the economy? I think at this point, yeah, it's got to be. Yeah. Uh, the other thing is the other things are legislating sin, mm-hmm. you know, in my eyes. But we got to get we got to get back on track. So we got to have someone, <clears throat> Trump. Oh, <laughs> just simply because he's a businessman. I mean, okay. our economy was was strong, roaring. You don't have to have any uh, stats, do you? I do. I have some stats. You want to hear? <laughs> <laughs> do you like that one? We like numbers. <laughs> yeah. I've got a few things here. I'm not going to read it all, but you know, some of the things that people were really concerned about: gasoline. Okay, so okay, mm-hmm. okay. okay. It always hits me when I say okay. <laughs> so 2019. We'll we'll call that the last year of Trump's presidency because. 2020 was all COVID. It was, it was just a bad time. He was between a rock and a hard place. He had to do something. So you're saying that's two good years. He had been because the first year was first year was undoing Obama. And then two two solid years, two solid years. And that's all. And that was with opposition at every turn. I do want to, I do have follow-ups to that and I've been down to get to him as soon as I found a lead segue and you just did it. So (laughs) go go ahead with your opposition at every turn. Okay. So we'll just say 2019, Gasoline prices were two dollars and sixty cents. Okay, so for that's me to, an average, average. Okay, for me to fuel up my truck, twenty three gallons, it was cost me around sixty bucks. Fifty nine dollars eighty cents. We'll call it sixty bucks. Let's fast track to twenty twenty one. So we'll give that twenty year, and then you know because it started to open up a little bit in twenty one. The stock market started stabling out a little bit, but in twenty one, gas prices doubled. More than doubled, four dollars and seventy-five cents. But that was Putin. No, not yet. It wasn't Putin. It wasn't Putin. It was Badone, our president. I'm talking about my president. I don't care about what happens over in Russia. We. Well, you heard that he's like the inflation and gas prices is. Yeah. That's because of the war. Yeah, that's because yeah. of the that was 2022. Sorry. And then 23 currently now it's 349. So yes, it's gone down, and people will argue that well, gas prices are down, but they're still 80 cents higher than yeah. they were in 2019. 
And that was when the economy was roaring and President Trump without COVID had one more year of coming in. So I'm, I'm not going to count that 2020. We can't say without COVID, what could have happened? What could happen? I'm not going to be that type of guy that says it would have gotten better because we, we don't know. We just don't know. But so at, at, 340, at $349 a gallon now, I'm, I'm paying about $83 to fill my truck mm-hmm. up. So it's $23. I, I like that $23. Don't you? Mm-hmm. And every you know week. Dunkin' Coffee you could buy? Yeah. So that's, that's are that's you a trying lot to provoke me? No, you'll you'll know when I am. The okay. unemployment rate, <laughs> unemployment rate in 2016 when mm-hmm. Trump came in, was 4.87 percent. Okay, when he came in office, in 17 he took it down to 4.36, 18 3.90, in 2019 3.67 percent unemployment rate, and that was one of the best unemployment rates we've had in U.S. history. I think at that time it was like in 40 years or something like that. Not yeah. U.S. history, but like in the last 40 years. Reagan was before that. Just saying. Oh, another Republican. Well, 2000 was the last time unemployment rate was below 4% at 3.99%. So Trump had to even back to 2000. So Reagan, you're saying Reagan year was even lower than that? I think I thought Reagan's... Possible. Just yeah. look it up. You threw it out there. But I then, did. guess what happened in 2020? Biden. That's what happened. 8.05% unemployment rate. And after that, so, so you know the argument that's coming though. Uh, COVID okay, happened. So people lost let's their jobs. say that it is. Okay. Okay. We knew it was going to happen. We knew the, mm-hmm. the um, un- unemployment was going to skyrocket. One, because we have people who would rather stay home and collect the government check instead mm-hmm. of just mailbox money working. Um, oh. And then, uh, did you find it? Yeah. So Reagan, he jumped in. Uh, at six point six percent, and then dropped to five point four percent by the time he was out of office. So Trump was even lower than that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Actually, he came in. I don't know. I, I can't read stuff. So we know that, and let's 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 we're going to say COVID's the reason that unemployment was going up at the last under the last uh, several months of Trump, and it continued to go up under Biden, but then. It breaks and everybody starts to go back to work. So who should get credit for bringing the unemployment rate down? Because I've heard the president come out now and say, well, I've, look at the turnaround we've had. We have all these people coming back. We're creating all these jobs. Are we actually creating no, these no. jobs? Or are we creating, have people- creating jobs would be like saying we created man again. The jobs are there. They're just people going back to work. So From when not, they lost them. Yeah. Correct. You're, you're not creating jobs. So don't. I mean, he can say that all he wants because he lies every day of his if life. If anything, anyway. they, they lifted bans right. and let people get back to yeah, work because they were banning work. people and, from going to you work. Know, thankfully for companies like mine and other small companies that were able to survive mm-hmm. and to get by and then to rehire when everything started opening back up. You know, Thank God for those type of businesses. But nothing was created. And, I, and I, I didn't look those numbers up, but Trump every month, job creations, I mean, in the hundreds of thousands. You yeah. Know, correct me if I'm wrong. I don't know, but the <clears throat> the concept is that there was growth. There was stuff going on and happening. And now, as a result of a myriad of factors, including Uncle Joe and the way that we've been handing out money like it's nothing, people just aren't working. There's no, right, there's we no aren't producing incentive. anything in this country. Everything. No. We just talked about it. It's stuck on a ship. Yep. And we're waiting for <laughs> it to get off a ship whenever we have resources and capabilities to produce and create in this country without external resources, but because of a whole slew of factors, we're waiting on China. Well, here, here's the China. problem. China. They, they, 
every political party that's in the White House blames the previous administration. Yes. It's, that's happened for millennia. Uh, eons. <laughs> uh, but the, the problem is, where, where did this start, right? Like, how can you... I think this, this last presidency was an easy telltale. All the policies that Trump did, lowering taxes, pulling out of things, bringing jobs back, it made our economy soar, stock market uh, soar. What did I say? No, keep going. Did I say something wrong? Nope. Anyway, so, and then all of a sudden this major crash. Yes, we'll, we'll give COVID some credit, okay, for the crash. But, you know, even President Trump said, you like this guy, the stock market, the stock market is going to plunge. Now, I don't put a whole lot of weight in the stock market necessarily, but there there was a, a plummet. It was season or a record high improvements, growth in the stock market under President Trump, mm-hmm. and then decline after decline with a, maybe a little bit of a bump when when some COVID restrictions were lifted. Yeah. But now it's only been like a 1.62% gain overall. Lately. Well, there's no everyday growth like it was it's it's kind of stagnated i'm not right. saying it's not high now i think it's higher now than it's ever been stock market yes and but and that's not by much because it dropped so far during covid but so it's going to bounce back and the one thing like i i voted for trump depends i would if i voted for i'd vote for him again i'm i would still love to see DeSantis enter the race mm-hmm. um and there's two reasons for that there's eventually got to come a time to where the guy, and I'm not trying this is ageism or whatever. There's got to come a point where we can't be electing people in their late seventies, early eighties to the presidency. I, I mean, it's just the same old ideas and I'm not saying that they're bad ideas, but there comes a time to, we need some young blood in this. hundred percent. And then two, uh, so the age is the one thing. And the two is as much as I love the policies of Trump, I always told people, it's like, well, how could you support this guy? It's because I don't look for him as my moral compass. Absolutely. I do look for him to get us a strong economy, lead the nation. And all the world leaders to me are just a bunch of big dogs in the dog yard. And I want the biggest and baddest dog there is. Yep. Um, but they all lie. How many times have we heard the current president lie? How many times did we hear the former president lie? A lot. All the time. Sure. Mm-hmm. Um all of them. The Damn biggest it. difference that I've noticed is one did it for the love of his country and he never pandered for votes. Mm-hmm. The current guy is a, I mean, I almost feel bad for the guy. He's obviously got some derangement and some m- mental decline going for on. For sure. And if that was your grandpa, take the politics. Aside, Come on, man. Would you not want somebody you, to say, can we, you know, the him? thing, <laughs> the thing you remember the plus so, all men are created. Oh, you know the thing. But when did he ever placate for a vote? I mean, he was talking about in the 50s that he saw two men kiss for the first time. And his dad's like, that's just love, Joey. No, he didn't. Mm -hmm. No, he didn't. But people will still vote for it. Like, okay, so that's that's the two biggest differences to me. They're not my moral compass. I just need them to be strong leaders because God can use bad people. You've talked about this in class. All through the Bible. How many times through the Bible did he? I mean, David was a murderer and adulteress, and he used David all the time. God used Pharaoh. Right. to move forward his agenda. Yeah. It's his providential hand. Yeah. God will use these things for his glory mm-hmm. to show his might. Okay. Yeah. But anyway, so not to... Uh, I mean, could derail about God all day, but I wanted to stay on topic with the economy. So what else you got? I got a couple thoughts. Yep. Uh, one, whenever... I started thinking about economy stuff whenever 
all this COVID crap happened. Because my brain says, hey, as soon as somebody puts an artificial influx of funds that weren't created anywhere and the government decides, hey, I'm going to print stuff off, you're basically producing a monster that's going to develop inflation. Weird, that happened. So I came across this that's resource at some point in time, and there's a there's a prolific economist. Can't remember the dude's name. He's got like three PhDs. He, he's a black dude. Um, and, and like... He's a black conservative, so it's the narrative of who he is contradicts kind of what it is. But anyway, he pointed me to this guy called Mises, M-I-S-E-S. So there's an institute called Mises Institute. I've got a couple of books I can give you guys, but it talks about the fundamentals of economy and how the economies work. So I want to put that plug out there because it's more common sense than what we think. Anybody knew whenever somebody said, hey, I'm going to give you a fat check for five grand. Well, where's that coming from? Anybody who has yeah, a head, right, right. you understand that, that, that the it, value of that dollar point. has now fundamentally decreased. And we have watched that happen over the years, and especially the last year or so. The other thing you talked about was this idea of the the old dude being in the office. Why in the crap? We I have worked with some really intelligent people. I've brushed across shoulders and I see really intelligent competent leaders and organizations across the board and yet the people that we consistently put in office to lead us it's a popularity contest current political system is built off of uh who's most popular Mm -hmm. you put your name on a sign and you say hey look at me i'm gonna kiss your baby and shake your hand and i'm a great guy vote for me vote for me like our, our political system is a joke it's based off of whose name you know you go into the poll and you check a box when I was trying to get serious about who was running locally, I couldn't find any information about our local politicians, what they stood for, get their resume. It's a freaking job description. Why is it that we can't see a resume for local politicians who are going to be making decisions on a daily right. basis? I want to get into local government so bad. So I want to talk to your mom. <laughs> that that's was my next step is like, how do we affect change? We're talking about stuff that's happening at the federal level. The federal level is so beyond anything we do. We live in this country, and there are 50 independent sovereign nations that compose this country. Each state in this union has its own constitution or some sort. I think Pennsylvania is a commonwealth, whatever that means. But each governor, I don't know the difference, man. I, I haven't figured that crap out. But the governor has executive power and authority to do things. The governor has a military, the National Guard. The yeah. state has the ability to agree or disagree with what the federal government dictates. Mm-hmm. I, I'll use child support as an instance. Child support is only enforced at the state level because the federal government incentivizes the state by giving them money. There's a law in uh, the Social Security Act that says that if you pay or if you get X amount of child support order signed, we will give you this much money. And there's a complex calculation. So all this to say that our focus really needs to be on state politics. You can do pretty much what the states can do, whatever they want to do. That's why Texas is Texas. Texas basically says, screw you, dudes. We have our own economic system. We have our Welcome own. Welcome to Texas. Screw you. I mean, that seriously. Should the, that should be the new motto. Like, they have their own electronic electronic grid, electric grid, although we saw some issues with that in the past. But the point being is that everything that we have in our lives revolve around the state level and the politics, mm-hmm. so local politics. And we need to affect change at the lowest level, period. Yeah. Now, the interesting thing about you saying we, we always like these old guys. We look to these old guys because we're creatures of habit and stuff. And, you know, my grandpa, God rest his soul, he was a Democrat for life because his dad was a Democrat. I mean, it's 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 those generational things where you, a lot of people just don't educate themselves on the changing yeah. 
dynamics of the world. And I mentioned on one of the recent podcasts about you cannot be a Democrat or you cannot be a Christian and vote Democrat. Now, on its face, I believe that wholeheartedly. But let me specify about what I mean is I'm not calling you a bad person if you are a registered Democrat and say that you vote, you vote a Democrat or I vote Democrat sometimes. But when you support a party that supports blatant sin going against the word of God, you know what I mean? That that's mm-hmm. you're supporting that party. You cannot be a Christian and support that party. Now, Republicans, they're not perfect people either. So I don't associate with Republicans. I'm an independent. Same. So Democrats, Republicans, they all lie. They all pander to get votes. I get it. But Republicans at least do not support some of the things that go against strict biblical law. So can I give you, let me give throw out a, just a quick counter argument just so we can fully see both sides of this. And I'm going to throw out one phrase for one to support your claim. I was in the middle of something. Then I'll go to mine afterwards because now I feel bad. If it's Andy, I, just, I don't care. I, I do that because he caught it out. But I, let me hit one point yeah, real yeah. quick. The only, reason I, the only reason I brought that up is because the one party, everybody keeps saying we're electing these old guys. We need to be more diverse. We need to get more new people in there. In 2020, the primary for the Democratic Party, wasn't that not the most diverse group of people that you've ever seen? Yeah. And who'd they pick to be the president? Yeah. An old white guy. Well, who That's was his closest forever. competition? An old hey, white guy. Well, the last two oh, yeah, in, the, yeah, in the primaries Bernie. was Bernie and Biden. Yeah, well, we're gonna what, get free pizza. <laughs> what cracks me up? We had a woman okay. who was of some color. She claims to be African American. I, I I contest that. But then we had a gay man. We now contest we had, racism uh, on this show. No, it's yeah. <laughs> inner, it's, she's she's like more Indian, more than Indian, or yeah. something like that. She's not African American, but she claims to be, so she got that title. <laughs> Ancestry.com. And, and Pocahontas was on that playing field, remember? Oh, Elizabeth yeah. Warren. <laughs> She's wider than Nick when he went camping. Yeah. So what I'm saying is, the problem is, Andy, we can say all this all the time. We need to get newer blood in there, newer blood. But the problem is, it, people are creatures of habit. Now, True. President Trump won specifically and wholeheartedly because he is not a politician. He ruffled some feathers. He was he was ready to go in there and be the biggest dog in, in, the, yeah. in the boneyard. That's why, that's wholeheartedly why he whooped Hillary Clinton in that election. Mm-hmm. You know, people were fed up with old political ties. Does that make sense? Yep. All right. So I, I, that's where I was going with that point with old people. And then, no, so I forget you. your phrasing now, but I have to do this shout out, this call out. If you haven't seen it here at the table or out there listening, YouTube Bernie Sanders public television show from like the seventies and eighties. Oh my gosh. No, it's hilarious. It's almost like he's all the Sesame street characters and he's talking to kids on the street. Do you do drugs? You ever do crack cocaine? Like, I mean, they're five, six, seven, eight years old. It's hilarious, and it's like I'm so glad we did not vote this guy in as a as a majority. I just don't. Get so it. the one Me- thing I want to talk they're about on Sesame Street because saying, let's do have a makeover now. Yeah. Anyway, we're talking the the 2024 elections coming up, and most likely it's going to be Trump and Biden again. Mm-hmm. Um. Mm-hmm. And I think I just read today um, on a new recent Gallup poll, which I never really trust the polls. Trump is finally up by six points. Seven, I saw. Six. Okay, so we'll, we're going to say six points. Sure. Six <laughs> and a half. Um, do we have a repeat? Because in my opinion, now we may not agree on this, but I'm going to throw it out there. I don't think the big lie or the big steal was the voting. I think that there was... I think there was some illegal voting. Mm-hmm. I don't think it was enough to overturn an election. But I don't think that was the big steal. 
I think the big steal is what you kind of referenced earlier in, in the show was all the opposition he went up against. I think the big steal is when we have journalists who are so not supposed to give an opinion. They're supposed to just report the facts are not reporting the facts. They're swaying the election. So in my opinion, the big steal, the big lie was all of the opposition going up against one candidate or against mm-hmm. one, one person. And with the mail-in voting thing, I think the, what, what could have still tipped, tipped it into the Republicans' favor was the, the President Trump took the approach of don't mail-in vote, don't vote early, you can't trust it. I happen to agree with that. Mm-hmm. But if the rules are set in place, and I'm not saying go vote illegally or vote for Grandpa Joe or whatever, or extra votes. What I'm saying is if one party is playing by these set of rules and you now tell the rest of your team, we're not playing by these rules. You've just alienated mm-hmm. voters who may not be able to get out and vote because of age or disabilities or laziness. And I, I, I think that was probably the biggest mistake that the, that the president Trump made in, in, in all the years that are the, the, his first term, I think that was the big one. But again, the big steal was not the election. I think it was everything leading up to the election with all the media coverage and all of the, the impeachment trials and all the propaganda yeah. was thrown at him. The fear, what are your guys' thoughts? Fear mongering. A hundred percent. The media was all about fear, COVID fear, fear, fear. Uh, impeach, impeach, impeach. Always, for some reason, it's the loudest voice that always gets heard. I mean, mm-hmm. in the in a negative way. I yeah. mean, that's obviously dumb because you're going to hear someone as being loud. But why aren't more people standing up? And one of the case in points I just saw a video. President Trump in 2020 or some some year, I forget what what it was. He mentioned how he got this big insulin producer to agree through Medicare thirty five dollars a month for insulin shots. Mm-hmm. If I'm correct, if I'm if I'm right about mm-hmm. insulin, no one covered that. Now, that's a big deal for people on Medicare. It's a big deal. No one covered it. And then in 23, Biden says the same exact words almost. Same company. My administration was able to get it for thirty-five dollars a month, and everybody thought that that was a godsend because no one reported it. Mm-hmm. You know the media. You know, I went to college for advertising, but I had to go through the school of journalism. So it's called responsible journalism and no one is being responsible anymore. These, I like technology. I like our smartphones, but it's now a camera and the first piece of news that comes out is what people are rolling with. Not, there's nothing responsible about it anymore. You type something up, you send it and they're going with it. Yeah. I, I struggle, man, because I come from an idealistic worldview and the, the concepts of integrity, honor, mm-hmm. yeah, honesty, those things are so deeply ingrained in who I am as a person that I struggle with the reality that people will readily lie in order to have personal gain. It's even as a kid, like if I got caught doing something, I remember lying one time and I learned real quick not to do it ever again. And it just stuck with me from the time I was like four. I learned be- I learned to lie better. I got a completely different lesson. <laughs> right. So like that, that, that's integrity, man. Yeah, I, I that don't matters. know. Like we're talking about something here that is beyond politics. We're talking about something yeah, that is true. the core of our culture. Mm-hmm. Our culture is a joke. There's no respect. There's no integrity. There's no honor. There's no dignity. There's no pride yeah. in things that are worth being prideful. There's no moral foundation. Well, it's and, like the Pharisees and Jesus talking about the parable of the vineyard. It's telling the Pharisees, you know, 
you're you're hip, hypocrites. You're saying this one thing, but here you are. You're gonna you're gonna take my son. And you're gonna crucify him and steal his inheritance because you want to maintain your power and authority. Yeah. And that's what that's what's happening today. People mm -hmm. are. are dragging people through the mud there is no integrity because they want to keep their jobs so what would you say and we're, we're getting close i think we're going to go about five minutes five seven minutes longer than we planned on just because this is a good conversation how do we bridge that gap okay so the gap of um and i kind of referenced this earlier with that thing i sent out was one side wants to go socialism throw money to everything the other the, and again there's a lot of sane people in the middle but the far extremes, uh, right and left, are they're getting all the attention. So to someone that says, you know, I could vote for Trump, but I don't agree with his approach or his pride issues or how over the top he is. Or somebody that's on the right says, hey, maybe, like, where do we meet in the middle? I'm going to throw out one concept. Freakonomics is a fantastic books, a books book, and it talks about the concept of incentive. People move to incentives. What is the motivation for you to make any decision that you make? Why do you go to work every day? Well, because when you go to work, you get money. Mm. Why do you need money? Because, well, that's how I put food in my belly. That's how I buy my wife and kids nice things. That's how I, whatever. What's your incentive? Mm -hmm. We all drive to that. So that concept applies in that tenant right there. The other piece I want to bring up is we've talked about this light, light, left versus right, socialism versus conservative type stuff there. But arguably, the left wing has an altruistic worldview meaning that they're trying to do things for the greater good they're trying well, to create a utopia right but it's an altruistic worldview but they and i'm going to say they generally and please i don't mean any disrespect but the concept is that well this is right so we have to get to this at all cost except it's also selfishly motivated think about um mm. the hunger games man so mm -hmm. we are quite literally living in the hunger games district one and all of the outside districts are pouring into this one, like this, the cities. This has been an issue for generations. People who live in the cities don't understand, like the meat that you buy at the grocery store comes because some Bubba who wears cowboy boots and walking in crap all day long killed a, a cow mm -hmm. and he's covered in blood because somebody did the work. Oh, you go to the grassy store. Like people don't understand basic tenets of life. <laughs> now, what accent was that? Dude. I think that was so. That's the the one guy's district one, and I think that guy was from Hogwarts. No, I think that was a girl who likes pumpkin spice lattes. Yes, like oh, I go to the grocery store. Shut up. Why are you talking like that? Right, but like, I go to the grocery store and get my meat like every normal person. Some bullcrap like that. It's foolishness because they live in this secluded bubble where everything is utopia. Downtown in New York City, you can get everything you want, and you can never leave that city and have everything you need and not understand how life happens. Oh, I agree. And yeah. and that's the worldview is because there's no tangible reality to understand that your altruistic worldview of what you perceive as right and wrong has no context for what real life is. And on the other side, you've got people that are so diehard holding fast to these ideals and principles and they understand the concept of hard work, but it, that makes them callous and hardened to understand mm -hmm. that some people need help. Well, it does. And so coming from coal country, West Virginia, I've always, I've always and always will have a very special place in my heart for coal miners and what the, what the billions upon billions of dollars uh, of coal that has come out of the Southern part of West Virginia um, has kept the lights on for a lot of, a lot of this country. 
and paid for college education and, and, and all kinds one of the money that came back in was ridiculous and that's local government's fault <laughs> um, the raping of our natural resources and destruction of communities um, coal miners work hard they're very traditional and they're very proud people the one thing that I, I wish that that part of the world could, could could wrap their mind around a little bit is coal is king maybe 15 years ago there's always going to be coal but there's eventually going to come a time and a place when there's not coal what is wrong with educating educating and trying to get into a different field while you can so it's it's like it's all or nothing nope it's going to be coal we're going to breathe coal we're going to die coal and that's it is it a pride thing is it too stuck in tradition to be like you know what this is a great thing there, there, it's a very uplifting uh, job to have. It pays well for that area, but there is maybe there is something better. I watched a short the other day, and tapping onto this idea, we're in the middle of a generational mindset shift. Our grandparents, they were under the impression it was the 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 time of the labor unions and all that stuff. Going in, we're going to work hard, and I'm going to work for the man, and he's going to abuse the crap out of me, but I'm going to work because that's what I have to do, and. I forget what the guy said, but basically we're trying to get to a standard of life. And then our parents now kind of made a transition. Now we're going to, now we're trying to, or no, we're going to try to get a working life. And then our parents try to say, okay, now we're going to try to establish a standard of life. So the work that they were willing to do and the stuff they were willing to put up with was different. Now our generation is now pursuing quality of life. So they're not willing to work for an employer that's going to beat the crap out of them for no pay because Mm -hmm. they understand what a normal minimum standard of living is now they're trying to have a better quality of life because they understand that they our generation understands that the value of life doesn't rest in things and stuff it rests in how your time is spent we're in a a shift of generations right now where that's becoming the reality it's that work is the most important thing our time and how we use that time is a very important thing and I think that's driving some of this conversation. And it's mm-hmm. we're crossing <clears throat> generations, dude. I'm gonna give you the we're gonna wrap up here in a little bit. I'm gonna yeah. give you the final thought. Okay, so just going back to the coal thing, is it a hard stance? We just don't want to change. Well, the other side is, is a hard stance on we need to go batteries. Have you ever seen a lithium mine? The, is he talking about the cobalt mine? Yeah, the yeah. Is that was the same thing? Go ahead, sorry. Yeah, well we're we're the batteries. The, the mm-hmm. all the stuff that they put in these batteries, those mines. They want to say, let's let's take care of the earth. These mines are bigger terrible. than any coal mine that I've ever seen. And secondly, the life of those batteries is like 10 or 15 years, and you can't dispose of them. So now they go back into the ground, basically, to rot and kill our earth even more, if you want to say it's going to kill our earth. You asked, is coal going to be around? What happens that it might not be around forever? I don't know. It doesn't say anywhere where God created the earth for us to use and all of its resources. Yeah, there, right. was, there was a time frame on that. I don't remember that anywhere. But <laughs> I'm just saying. No, you're right. I am all for coal because it, everyone likes to have cheap electricity, mm-hmm. cheap power. But maybe there is a reserve on coal. Maybe it's not going to be around forever. Maybe it's going to get more expensive to mine. I don't know. I'm all for alternative means of, of power and of uh, a fuel. But when we say we got to get rid of one that is cheap and sustainable right now. And no backup plan. Really. And no backup plan. And go, but what did they say, 2035, we're going to go all electric? A California, I think. It makes sense. I can't afford gas right now because fossil fuels are so expensive. Someone will go out and buy a $100,000 car. The A battery goes bad in those things. It's $30,000. Did you know this? Mm-hmm. I, knew they, I didn't know they were quite that much, but I knew they were expensive. Te- so Yeah, technology is going to change. 200 years ago, it was steam. 
Yeah. And what provoked steam was coal. You can't burn all the wood. It's we're gonna technology is gonna change. Something's going to change and shift in some capacity. I'm we'll okay with growth. I'm okay. I'm okay with progress, but we cannot just say out with the old yeah. and in with the new when we have isn't no it, new. Isn't it nuts that a lot of Republicans? So we what we're not going to jump into global warming on this issue, because um, I'm kind of up in the air myself, kind of process how I truly believe about it. But it's interesting that a lot of Republicans or a lot of people on the right, because I am an independent, you're an independent. What are you? I'm going to call you out. American. Um, I'm independent. That means he's a... Independent? Independent. Um, but a lot of people uh, that are us. on the right get labeled as, uh, we hate the environment. And you're talking about making it clean. I, I want fresh water. Sure. I want clean air. I love going out in the woods. And, and just today just, I walked out of the mall and a guy was smoking. I was like... <coughs> I like if you if you if you're out in Dolly, Dolly Sods, for example, and you're walking out in that beauty, and you see a piece of paper that maybe it was an accident fail, it sticks out. Yeah, it's awful. I hate it. So I don't like the the, the labeling that goes on. And I would say that to bridge the gap is as much as you want to name call right rhinos and uh, libtards and all that. I think that's got to go away to an extent because how can you have a meaningful conversation? Because we can't. To truly defeat your enemy, you have to change their heart, not just their mind. They call us the right for a reason. <laughs> yeah, it's we're right. There's this concept, but of I'm not honor. right. I'm sinner. It's, that's I, right. I can't. You can't talk to in. You can't talk to insane people. I'll leave it at that. It's, but it's, yeah, he's, there is no middle ground. He's the end. So final thought. <laughs> All right, final thought. <laughs> well, no. Stick I to. mean, you look at some of those interviews that some of the people are just. They need pills. They're out of their minds. Pills or Jesus? Pills or Jesus? We're both. Jesus. Jesus. All right, let's close it up, Nick. All right. So uh, good talks today. The first time really for Dude Talk to really jump into the political realm, but that's what we're all about here at Dude Talk. We're we're going to talk about all the topics that dudes talk about, so you get uh, a manly biblical view on those. All of them. All of them. <laughs> we're eventually going to get to all of them. Um, definitely a promise. The next time we can get us all together, we are going to have a podcast on that fateful. Dolly Sod's hurricane trip. Uh, so definitely. Was awesome. so, Are we going to talk about the one where the gun was facing me three times? <laughs> random locations across the, the ground. Okay, fine. No, there no. wasn't one in the chamber and there was a hole. It's, it's, we're that good was now. Jared's trip. That's a totally different trip. Totally oh, so Jared trip. don't have to be here for that one. We're, it's just, it's, we're almost <laughs> That's there. That's the one he planned. Okay. <laughs> Dobbins grade. <laughs> so for the absent uh, vacationing guest man jared oh i forgot to do my if you'd like to see you got me off track you got um, me off train oh you need a new guy choo choo uh if you like uh shoot us a message any comments or questions you can email us at mkdutalk at gmail.com or you can follow us uh all of our latest stuff and learn a little bit more about each of us at our website at mkdutalk.com um great places and a great resource to go back and look at some of our funny stuff and Make sure you can catch up on all of our episodes. And again, we'll, we'll restart that for the absent yes man, Jared, for MK Andy, okay. the coach Ryan, and of course, our lovely host, Josh. I am Nick for Mountaineer Kingdom Dude Talk, Real Men Manly Talk. And I did the password wrong. And please, if you hear this video and you appreciate Andy not screaming into the mic, make sure you give us a like. <laughs> like and subscribe. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> I will I admit before, before I cue the music, Andy, that there was, I forget what time it was. I was listening in the car, like driving to work. You know how like early morning you got like tunnel vision and you're just kind of driving and Andy was like, Bang. Andy, and it was like, whoa. <laughs>
You had to turn I'm your sorry. Oxy- he had to turn his oxygen on extra yeah, fast. Had to for turn that my on this, uh, yeah, sorry. All right. Thanks I'm for tuning with- in today, everybody. Mountaineer Kingdom Dude Talk. Real men, manly talk. <laughs> While the music's going, should we keep rating him or. <laughs> <laughs> Very left thing to do.